Today's episode of Theatre of the World is brought to you by The Cuddle Buddy. What is The Cuddle Buddy, I hear you ask? Why can I hear you asking? Are you a voice in my head? Are you me? Are you me? Wait, what? What? Sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yes. What? What is the Cuddle Buddy? Well, to put it quite simply, the Cuddle Buddy is a human-shaped heated pillow that you can take to bed and cuddle because no one else will. Oh, God. Oh, God. It comes with three heat temperatures, warm, toasty, and please accidentally set fire to my bed and kill me because of loneliness. <laughs> the Cuddle Buddy. It doesn't have a human face, but I suppose you could draw one on it so you have somewhere to kiss or cry onto. The Cuddle Buddy. Christ in a deli. Has it really come to this? Yes, it has. Yes, uh, the theme music tells you about it. It's Theatre of the World. With your old pals, Man Bites God, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And every episode of Theatre of the World, we take a single word and we make that word the basis for the entire episode. We use that word as an inspiration to tell stories and sing songs and poems and have discussions and make that word a word that we look towards, like the sun, but you don't, because otherwise you go blind. You get the idea and the metaphor. So, the way we start Theatre of the World is we go to Mark and we talk about the fact bombs. By the way, if you're interested in playing at home, today's topic is joy. Oh, yeah. It's good to mention. Oh, I nearly forgot. (laughs) Joy is today's topic, the art of being the joy. So we turn to Mark and we say, tell us more about joy, Mark, with a little segment we like to sing called Fact Bombs. Fact Bombs, Fact Bombs, Mark's got a Fact Bombs. The Joy of Sex is an illustrated sex manual by British author Alex Comfort, first published in 1972. It was required reading as a child at Chris's house, which probably ex- <laughs> which probably explains why he's such a massive pervert. I feel like uh, when I was a kid and I would lock the door of my bedroom and masturbate, yes. that turned my room into a comfort. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, there are at least three albums called The Joy of Sax. <laughs> oh, ouch. The first, the first of which that I could find is the 1977 album by William Sonny Chris. Believe it or not, he was a saxophonist. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. The second such album that I could find, it was a big gap between these two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joy of Sax was released in 1990 by Super Sax, a jazz group formed in 1972 by saxophonist Med Flory. That to me sounds like a reboot yeah. of the original Joy of Sax. I hope well, they played they were all of the songs from the original album. Super Sax were around well before Sonny Chris released his his Joy of Sax. And then didn't uh, occur to them until the nineties. <laughs> 
And then in 1993, The Joy of Sax was released by Capital Steps, a satirical comedy band. I don't know if they had <laughs> sax in the band. I don't know either. But, by the way... Uh, they're, they're, but they had songs about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and uh, things like hacky that. Hacky sax. Yeah. Hacky yeah. sax. Yeah. Um, flower sax. Yeah. Um, uh, sax pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's about sax, right? Sax. Okay. Let's get the sax out. <laughs> What was that? Why did you do a chicken noise? <laughs> it was a chicken sax. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. It's, that's baked chicken straight. <laughs> you have more fact bombs? No, that's all the fact bombs. That's okay. the so many bombs. That's so many facts. Yeah. Facts about sax. It's not yeah. fact. It's joy. Oh, it's joy. It's the joy <laughs> of it. Yeah, back, to, back to joy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's interesting you mentioned that, that, that joy of sex thing because obviously I've, yeah. I've mentioned it previously. Because but, you're a pervert. Uh, I'm a pervert. Uh, <laughs> But you know how disappointing it was uh, when when I had my first sexual experience that everything wasn't just... I can imagine it being very disappointing. <laughs> Certainly for your partner. It wasn't... Uh, wasn't just sketched in pencil. Uh, wasn't it? No, it wasn't, sadly. I thought that as soon as you started having sex, everything just became, uh, you know... An, an aha, aha clip? clip. Yeah. <laughs> I can just sorry. I now have a mental image of Chris in his room, Don't. just drawing a picture of a woman on the wall in pencil, <laughs> and then just a Please drill. Please come to life. Please come to life. But not too much to life. <laughs> Stay two D. Yeah. Ugh, creepy. Um, I was thinking about joy, and I was thinking about what brings me joy. I find yes. that as I get older, mm. it takes more effort to be happy. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether that's me or if it's just, you know, when you, you've been around a long time, like the idea of joy or happiness or laughter is partly about surprise. Cool. And I think that as you get older, by definition, life... Uh, hands you lemons. Yeah. Yeah, more lemons. And you go, ah, oh, that's not surprising. It handed me a lemon yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of lemonade. <laughs> I don't want to make that. So I thought I was thinking about well, what brings me joy, and I remembered one of the things that I used to really enjoy when Chris and I were housemates was Chris would walk in after a hard day at work, and I'd already be home because I just Dude, I was unemployed. Had a half day at work. Had a half day yeah. at work, and Chris would be I don't know walking around trying to do things, and I would just be sitting on the couch singing as loud as I could the dumbest things that came into my head, yeah, in order to essentially annoy Chris, nice, uh, and make him look at me because I. I'm terribly needy. And I remember that being a great joy. So I thought as a tribute to that and as a, as a recapture my youth in oh a certain God. way, uh, I'm going to punctuate this episode by just spontaneously <laughs> bursting. bursting into song. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and singing a uh, song. Now, I say spontaneously, but I figure, well, I might as well start with one. So yeah, if you don't yeah. mind, it goes like this. Je suis français, je suis français. There is souffle in my baguette and a snail in my beret. I've been to France. <laughs> For just one day, but suddenly je suis français. <laughs> Joy. That was very joyous. Thank you. That's all. So occasionally Jolly through the episode, yeah. perhaps I'll just spontaneously burst into song. I look forward to it. Mm. Ich bin ein Deutsch. Ich bin ein Deutsch. There's a schnauzer in my strudel and my Wiener schnitzel's moist. It wasn't my idea or choice, but suddenly ich bin ein Deutsch. <laughs> Are they all about being from other countries? Uh, no, that's it. <laughs> it's so multicultural. Three lowest country boy driving my favourite place to eat. 
Barbecue to ribs and hickory flavored beans, man, they can't be beat. Double decker burgers and hindi penny chicken, man, that's a country boy treat. Tree lords always favorite as food that can't be beat. Uh, I, I've got a thing. Okay. Uh, it's about it's uh, about a website. So oh, if, you okay. want, if you want, yeah, you can it, intro it. Let's do that. In the segment. Chris's, Chris's website. website. Joyful sex edition. Love it. It's the joy edition or the joy division. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know what? On the internet, a lot of joy. There's a lot of joy. A lot of things give you joy on the internet. Uh, <laughs> what a what a what a lead in. Yeah, One of the things is, that great. used to give me a lot of joy on the internet was Uh-oh. taking English phrases. Mm-hmm. Plugging them into uh, Babelfish. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there are n- a number of language translations. Babelfish was the precursor to Google Translate Correct. for any millennials listening. And so what you would do for, for laughs is take an English phrase, po- poke it in to the translator, <laughs> translate it to another language... <laughs> And then translated back to English. Yes. And then you'd have ridiculous phrases that were always entertaining. Do you have some examples? I don't have any examples of that right here. But what What a premise. What I do have. This is a fucking brilliant segment, Chris. Can I just say that right now? Chris's do it yourself segment. I'll get you started and then off you too. Here's an idea for a thing to do so I don't have to do it. (laughs) Right in. Tell me if anything happened. Have you got a song, James? So, let me tell you, mm-hmm. things have progressed in the uh-huh. world. Uh, I needed to get <laughs> what a meaningless phrase. I, I say that I say that in the middle of an American election. Uh, uh, so things have progressed. Yep. Uh, so now, when you are searching for a way to fuck up English, <laughs> there are now automatic transcription services, which are mm-hmm. basically computers somewhere that will take your audio files and convert them into terrible, terrible English. Are they automatic or are they uh, mechanical Turks? No, I okay. believe these are automatic. Okay. So, um, Mechanical Turk is a um, is an Amazon thing where they would hire people who would, for a very small amount of money, do a very small task yes. manually. Yes, that it's would then weird. Potentially Why do they call them Turks? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a race. It feels <laughs> racist. It does feel racist. It really do, feels racist. I do kind of picture just a bunch of people sitting around eating Turkish delight mm. and uh, identifying photographs. Robots. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so when you think of Turks, yes. you think of people sitting around eating Turkish delight. Well, well that's, that's way only, more that's racist. The only frame of reference that Chris has <laughs> is way more racist than Amazon. So all Turkish people live in Narnia. So <laughs> let me tell you, my friends, <laughs> you, my friends, are going to be involved in this uh, ah. next section because oh. what I did was I went to a website and there are a number of these uh, transcription websites and you should check it out because you can just upload your audio file mm-hmm. uh, the website will then transcribe it and send you back a file yeah. and the the website that I use is called Speechmatics and it gives you a 60 minute trial which is pretty good yeah mm-hmm. uh, and I thought what do I have in my possession that runs for about 60 minutes uh oh and I thought I know Episode one of Theatre of the World, Ooh, the very first the very episode, first the pilot episode, which we believe I believe we called pilot. Right. Yeah. So Gosh, what? We're clever and oh, funny, aren't we? Oh, we are so it's so third, ridiculous how clever we are. So third wall. And 
what Speechmatics does is it actually tries to identify different voices. So it'll actually uh-huh. split the script up. So I've fed the first episode of Theatre of the World into Speechmatics and I've shot it back out again. And now we're going to all reenact the oh. first episode. I love this idea. The first it's, few minutes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the whole episode. What? I didn't have to write anything no, for this episode. <laughs> this, we you know what we could have done? We could have just done pilot reboot. Mm. The first three minutes of uh, Theatre oh, of the World. Episode one, pilot episode, as oh. interpreted oh by Speechmatic. Now this says James, oh Mark, and Chris. Which one? Are, which one do you want me to play? Um, look, anyone you like. Oh, I'll be so James. Wait, now, now, can I just clarify this? Has this been translated into a language and back, or no, has it just? This been, is this literally is translating English. Okay. English okay. That we submitted into words. Yeah. So on the paper. idea is you played them our podcast, and yep. this is what they transcribed. This is what the game. Now back. we're going to read it. Back. So imagine the theme tune begins now. Oh, we can play that. Blue, 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 blue. Theatre of the what, world. That's what it does. Uh, Orson Welles. Right, so. Here we go. Welcome to the future of the world as our first ever episode, our pilot episode, if you will. I'm James, I'm Mark, and I'm Chris. Uh, and we are men by this guy. And we rehearsed that internet interest for hours, which are like stars now. Yes, certainly. I have a list of fad bombs to drop on you all. If we do this segment every week, can we call this segment Back to Bob's? <laughs> Absolutely have a theme. So sure can the themes and be back. I thought I thought you were going with fact fact. Fact. So yes, being our pilot episode, we thought we'd 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 keep on topic, as it were, and talk about pilots. Yeah, good bomb. The world's most famous pilot is Pontius Pilate. And he saw that one coming. If he flew the good ship Jesus Christ, you know, Pontius Pilate invented the popular exercise pool after these, uh, which was named after him, but mispronounced. I see a situation where I think the first move is the wild is to do the cross. The world's second most famous pilot is John Travolta. He is best known for starring in a Greek film about 40-year-old high school students. Yes, it's great. It is called Thyself. The world's third most famous pilot is a pilot while it's a 20-foot-long mammal. Yeah, just, just, just any particular pilot. Well, now all their delicious species, I guess. Well, actually a very social animal and would often be found in groups of 20 to 90. Yes, frequenting intercity bars. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on Facebook. Back to Palm. <laughs> Paul, that's a good segment. I was excited by that. I'm surprised you didn't go for another famous part of the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I tell Pontius Pilate found Jesus. Yeah. And the pilot pin. I'm not sure I would get into a branding iron. As you always know, we monetize that we monetize things. We don't have a sponsor. Nope. No sponsor. Maybe pilot pins would be interested. If anybody's interested in sponsoring this, call in. Wow. Five minutes you were asking for money. And then we cut to the ad, which oh. is something like this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Learn to dance the dance. What do you mean you were mean? I'm terribly busy. Dude, dance still is the play. (laughs) If you're interested in the proper version of that, I would suggest you go all the way back to episode one of Theatre of the World and put these side by side and see how we've grown. Do you know what? I don't think it's as good. <laughs> it's, it's I think this is. I think this version is better. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite crazy. I disagree. <laughs> oh. I wanna kiss.
kiss you with the lips of my mouth onto the face of your head. I want to live while I'm alive. I want to die when I'm dead. This is the joy episode, right? Yeah, yeah. It's bringing me joy. It's dark. (laughs) So, I was thinking about joy, and I think for me, a a lot of joy comes from creating things. And I find that when I need joy in my life, or I need to cheer myself up, I find that I naturally gravitate towards making something. And so, I thought I would write a very, very short play about creating and about creation and that's what this is uh mark under this if we could have some kind of uh renaissance music sure the action takes place in a sitting room in 1530 michelangelo's wife is sitting by the fire reading a book michelangelo enters holding a pig under his arm michelangelo honey i've just invented the pig (laughs) (laughs) mrs michelangelo good one they high five The same sitting room, one year later. Michelangelo runs in. Michelangelo. Honey, I've just invented the dog. Mrs. Michelangelo. Hey, that's just the pig you invented with some stripes painted on it. (laughs) Michelangelo. They can't all be winners. They both laugh. The pig urinates on the rug. The end. (laughs) Joy. Joy. song. Which I have called Song of Joy. Well, that's suitable because that is what this podcast is of. There's a certain kind of feeling, yes, a certain kind of feeling, better than any kind of feeling that I know. And if you don't mind me revealing that this certain kind of feeling is one that's quite appealing to me. It's impossible to measure the immense amount of pleasure that I treasure when this feeling takes a hold. It's nothing of a paradox, it's certainly not unorthodox, I'm just wearing a brand new pair of socks, and that makes me smile. That was nice. I like that song. Thank you. This, is, this podcast has gone from being about sacks to socks. You should call it socks. The subtitle is Joy of Socks. Joy of Socks. All right, good. Our work here is done. <laughs> so it's interesting earlier that you were talking about how when you're younger, joy is a bit easier to, to discover. I know. Uh, I know as it was you get older, you know... It's it's harder. I think you have to work harder. Yeah, you have to work harder, of course, because you're always there. But. You know, you you've you've learnt to distrust. <laughs> oh no, I've gone into a whole different place. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when I was younger, I used to I used to travel to Queensland because my my family lived in Queensland. Mm-hmm. I'd travel to Queensland in the school holidays, and it was always my dream and my hope that uh, I would get to go to. Dreamworld, yeah, uh, or to Movie World, yeah, and the Gold Coast, Sea World. <laughs> See, this is the thing. We ended up going to Sea World. Mm. I mean, I was only child, yeah. so my parents were very logical and went. What a waste. What a waste to go to a dumb old theme park when we can go and see some animals. Yeah, now, bloody brilliant animals at SeaWorld. Now, Plus there's water slides. Now I would choose SeaWorld above those at any time. But when I was younger, I'm like, well, if I can't go to Disneyland, closest thing I've got is Dreamworld. Second closest thing I've got is Movie, movie World because even then I knew it was a bit crap. Movie World is rubbish. Uh, so Dreamworld was awesome. That, that was my idea of joy. 
I'm sure I loved SeaWorld in the end, but I, I always wanted to go to Dreamworld. Yeah. Anyone who loves something in the end is having a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. and, and I held on to this. Like, even, even when I was a teenager and I sort of had a little bit more independence and I probably could have kind of really pushed to go to, to Dreamworld, mm-hmm. just never went. I've never been to Dreamworld. Oh. Um, but. Do you want to. Didn't ask to be born. When <laughs> you, I. Do you, want, do you want to go to Dreamworld? Well, it'd be great. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take Chris, we'll take to, Chris Dream. to Dreamworld. James oh. and I will take Chris we'll to Dreamworld. We'll do it. I've got some holidays coming up. Do you want to go to Dreamworld? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, have, a, let's have a trip. Um, but <laughs> when I was in, in high school, one of my. I hated geography, by the way. I hated it. Okay. Yeah, it's I hated it. Worst subject. I hated geography. And it was yeah, mostly because like of geography. my teacher. My teacher was terrible. Oh, I wonder if we had the same teacher. I bet we did. What was um, her name? Go. So both together. One, two, three. I'm worried about libel. But um, I will say that the students in my geography class had a thing where they would buy a jelly rat and have it hanging out of their pocket when they went to class. And I believe that was passed down through the generations. In your geography class, did you like cover Dreamworld? No. <laughs> is the that reason, where this is going? The, the reason why uh, students would have a jelly rat is that this teacher's nickname was The Rat. The Rat. Ah. Because he was very rat-like and mm. in, in both look and... Uh, demeanour. Demeanour. <laughs> he was a horrible human being because... Well, frankly, because he was a geography teacher. Yeah. Yes. I failed miserably. Geography, I just wasn't interested. wasn't into mm. it. The only time... And it's the only time I got a, a score of 100% for an assignment mm. was when we had to do... It was sort of a, it was an assignment about developing a suburb. Right. You could build a sports ground. You could create Chadston Shopping Centre. <laughs> uh, Copyright. You could, uh, like, you could do anything you liked. And what I decided was down the road from where I lived was a suburb called Hughesdale. And Hughesdale was the station that I went to school from. But it was also just really just an industrial estate. So it was just full of factories. And I wanted to turn Hughesdale into a theme park. Wow. Awesome. And I got 100% for that assignment. What did you call your theme park? Because I was so passionate about it. I have no idea what I called the theme park. Chris World. what I've done... Huge Dale. (laughs) I've written a short piece about what my amusement park would be like. Welcome to Chris's Super Fun Land of Fun. I'm Chris, your tour guide. No relation. And I'd love to show you around the park. No relation. No relation. Now, before we begin, are there any questions? Why aren't there any relations? Uh, we didn't. We had them all killed. <laughs> what most theme parks, by the very nature of yes. the theme, is they're on a theme. Yep. What yeah. theme park is Chris's theme? These park are just cool fun. things that I like. I mean, somebody who's called Chris likes you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like them too. It's good. But are you what? <clears throat> um. So, thank you for all of that. Now... No problem. Now, a little housekeeping. Okay, oh, now no. that's done, Jesus. let's take the tour. If you wouldn't mind stepping into this park train, we'll head off. Limbs inside the train, thanks. So, a little history... This park was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. 
Or at least there used to be an Indian restaurant here, and this is where they threw the scraps. Racist. Surrounding this park, you'll see our vintage roller coaster. It's not the highest roller coaster, nor the fastest, nor the longest, but it's the scariest because it doesn't meet the regulations for the amusement ride safety regulations and standards, Australia. I think the, tra- I think the train stopped. <laughs> Keep your limbs inside the vehicle. Why? It stopped. <laughs> It's it's an electric car. We call it oh. the Dark Matterhorn because <laughs> it seems to defy some basic rules of physics and a few people have disappeared. <coughs> I can't believe this ticket cost $100. <laughs> uh, there's, a t- there's a booking fee as well on that. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you not into high-risk scares? Try the dodgy cars. <laughs> They're just a couple of old hotted up Tiranas my uncle bought from a man behind the Frankston RSL. Please return them with a full tank. Of what? what? <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, like, you know, a uh, military tank. <laughs> or ride the f- beautiful Ferris Bueller wheel. The world's most out of date pop culture reference spinning wheel. <laughs> Now, wandering about the park, you'll notice some of our non-trademark infringing politically correct mascots. Mickey Moose, (laughs) Elmo Fudge, and Ironing Man, to name a few. Please, steer clear of the creepy-looking clowns, however. They're not ours. They just keep sneaking in and touching children. Are they juggalos? Uh, yeah, well, I guess so. You know how you were naming a few? Yeah. Can you name some more? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's also... Oh, oh, no, here's one of our mascots now. <laughs> hey, everybody, say hi to Captain South America. <laughs> hi, Captain... Hola, Captain... <laughs> Uh, he'll be okay. We also have a probably world-class haunted mansion <laughs> fitted with the latest in holograms and laser-triggered scares. What happened to Captain South America? <laughs> He's under the bus. I was just uh, saying a lot to him. And he- <laughs> the bus has stopped minutes ago. He's very sensitive. If anything touches you in the haunted mansion, please let management know we've had some trouble with the clowns in there too. It'll, it'll be Chris. <laughs> we've also got got iPad mini golf <laughs> unless unless the iPad is out of batteries or you can ride the carousel of cruelty the world's first carousel with live gold painted skewered ponies oh. and over here ladies and gentlemen where this large crowd of people are standing probably our most popular attraction the phone charging station <laughs> And I believe a Pokemon Go gymnasium. So, we hope you enjoy your visit today and please sign the responsibility waiver before you enter the park. Goodbye. We're in the park. Oh, yeah, I thought we were already... With, with this I train just drove st- out of the park. Now you can get back in again. <laughs> I don't understand how the train is moving. You're charged another booking fee. Why is there a re-entry fee? Uh, what happened to Captain yeah. South America? $5 talkback fee. He sounded so far away when he yelled. He was dead. Oh, <laughs> Simple farm boy trying to milk a duck. You're a bit too simple. You need more schooling because you cannot milk a duck. They don't lactate. But by the time you find this out, it will be too late. Oh, simple farm boy trying to milk a goat. That's an improvement.
joy. Joy. <sighs> Musical. For complete household moving service, you can beat the household moving service of Tucson Warehouse and Transfer. Tucson's largest and oldest moving firm. They will move you to any destination, round the corner or clear across the nation. Your moving cares will be worry-free with Tucson Warehouse and Transfer. So I was thinking about some of the things that bring me joy. And yes. because I am a terrible human being, one of the things that, that brings me joy is the misfortune of others. Ah, oh, of course. <laughs> Schadenfreude? Yeah. 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 Yes. So, yeah. Don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Ich bin ein Berliner. Oui. Um, one of my favourite memories that I still revisit in my mind, I was in a supermarket one time and they were selling some brooms and they had a big sort of stand filled with brooms, <laughs> and a little old lady was trying to get a broom out, and she couldn't lift it high enough. Oh, no. And so pulled, pulled the entire stand of brooms down on top of her, and I was standing at the end of the aisle, and I would have gone to help her, except I felt that I would be judged because of how much I was laughing. <laughs> Oh, that poor lady. Uh, I know. Uh, she was funny. She was making a sweeping statement. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very funny because it happened so slowly. If she had gotten one of those brooms out properly, yeah. she would have been the King of England. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was a witch. Maybe she, <laughs> maybe she deserved it. Uh, no, maybe she did horrible things think, during the war. I don't think the witch is a problem. I just think maybe she needed a broomstick. <laughs> To fly on. Oh, um, I see. Uh, but I, see. I, I had a similar experience. By so. the way, sorry, just uh, can I cut in? Yeah. Witches are always flying on broomsticks. Yes. But they're not. They're flying on brooms. A broomstick is just a stick. Yeah. But yeah. in but in cartoons, when they say, "Oh, this witch is flying on a broomstick," they're just flying on brooms. Yeah. Just call them brooms. <laughs> it's quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's, fuck you, cartoon. It's so weird. Why that, do they call them broomsticks? When do you ever hear the word broomstick except with witches? And they're not. They're running on brooms. Frankly, my child. I'm glad that lady ex- fell over. Yeah, my child whatever. It's all Enid Blatton's fault, I'm sure. Yeah. So I have a, a similar story where I was in a, a, a reject shop, like a $2 shop. This whole thing happened in slow motion. Mm. There was a wanker the end Pardon? of the aisle. And I saw... <laughs> One of the clowns from the amusement park? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're going to need another broom. The, uh, this guy was standing at the end of the aisle and he was trying out these terrible cheap dumbbells. Um, <laughs> that are, you know, they're kind of inflated. They're, just, they're, they're sort of empty plastic, so they, don't, they have a little bit of give, but yeah. they're... Inflatable. But they're full of, they're, they're full of yeah, they're they, full of, they can float. They're full of something, and uh, <laughs> so he was doing. He was doing some flexes with them, sure. like a wanker. That's why I said wanker earlier. He wasn't actually masturbating in no. the That's aisle. Good to clarify, because, because it would have been terrible if he was masturbating in an aisle. Because there was a tiny child about three who was running up and down the store. It was quite annoying, and uh, I, I'm watching this child just belting back and forth uh, at the end of the store. And then there's just a moment where the guy drops the dumbbell 
down next to him and the little kid hasn't noticed and it smacks the little kid in the forehead and the little kid leaves the ground Mm. and flies through the air and I see the kid slide back through three aisles (laughs) (laughs) and the kid is so stunned by what has happened that it just sits there staring. I wasn't sure maybe. It had, you know, yeah. been knocked unconscious, but uh, just sat there staring, and then got up and started running again. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I think what had happened is I think the plastic in the the dumbbell had so much give yeah. that it had just it had just basically cushioned contracted it, and then pushed the, the kid back. Yeah. Um, and the kid has probably gone. I hope that happens again because yeah, it started right. running <laughs> up and down again. That kid, so much joy, so much joy. How how kid. long ago was that? Oh, uh, that was like. 20 years ago. Yeah, that kid now, he works in that rejection. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. Never yeah. left. He's now um, trying out dumbbells. The yeah. more recent the more recent thing that I still, like, it's just vivid in my mind. It was beautiful to watch. Yes. I was driving on one of our nation's great freeways recently. <laughs> okay. Driving, 110, uh, regional Victoria. Right. Yeah, uh, living the dream. Living the dream. And there was a, a ute, uh, a pickup truck for our American friends. <laughs> um, and, and the person driving that ute was obviously moving house or something like that. Right. And had a chest of drawers in the back of the ute. And at some point, the fastenings that were holding the chest of drawers into the ute <laughs> came undone. And so at 110 kilometres an hour... This chest of drawers flew out of the back of the oh, ute, wow. slammed into the road, splintering. The chest of drawers was full of clothes. Oh. And so there was this spray as clothes covered the freeway. It was amazing. Like highway fireworks. You get a you get a grant for that kind of art yeah, installation. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, wow. Just so much joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not not for the people. Not for him, but for, for everyone else. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. Maybe he didn't even like that uh, chest of drawers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he, he didn't was like, like those clothes. Fantastic. <laughs> Maybe he was a burglar who had stolen it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. If you don't, if you if you can't even take the clothes out of your chest of drawers before you move them, it's a bit low rent. Kind of, oh, that's a, that's a moving life hack, Chris. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Well, you don't have to pack a box. Just leave them in the chest of drawers. Chest of drawers is basically a box. Yeah, yeah. Unless it comes loose on a highway, yeah, Mark. Yeah. Well, a box could come loose on a highway. Yeah. Got me there. Touche. <laughs> joy. <laughs> hey, speaking of joy, uh, I wrote a very, very short song about joy. Ah, cool. Goes like this. Love and hate are the same thing. You make a fist. You're just sticking it in different places. <laughs> <laughs> I have a segment called, which we haven't done for a while, called Uncle Henry. Oh, Uncle Henry. Good enough. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My Uncle Henry, uh, as we've discussed in the past, is possibly a little bit of a cheap man. Yeah. Frugal. I guess would be the word. Uh, Thrifty. Thrifty. And one of his habits is that oftentimes after a dinner party, what he'll do... Oh, God, no. (laughs) What he'll do is he'll... If he's got some wine left over in his glass, he has a thermos with him and he will tip the wine into his thermos and have it for later. Now, Now, that's... That's what it is, right? Yeah. There are a couple of questions there. One, what man comes to a dinner party with a the thermos? Mm. But, okay, look, 
He's frugal. They've given him the wine. He doesn't want to finish it. He's got a little thermos. He puts it in the thermos. Uh, and that's fine. Except that often the thermos will be from his work and it will already have coffee or tea in it. Uh, uh. And he'll just add the wine to whatever's in the thermos <laughs> uh. and make another drink out of it. And he'll just drink that later. So uh, it could be coffee or tea or both, Mark. Oh, no. And then he'll throw some red or white or both wine into it. Uh, And that's a little cocktail for later for Uncle Henry. He doesn't mind. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Which which begs the question, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) That is is real. That's a real story. And that is crazy. And then so presumably, like... (laughs) Sometimes he might just go to work and just be swigging down on some wine yeah. instead of coffee. Yeah, but it'd be wine flavored coffee or, yeah, or coffee yeah. flavored wine, depending on the ratio. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never a lot of wine. He just, you know, just a little, half, a glass. half a glass and he'll just throw that in a thermos that he's got handy. See you through to lunchtime. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? No, coffee it doesn't and, at all. Coffee, <laughs> no. coffee and chocolate go together. Red wine and chocolate go together. Oh, why wouldn't red wine and coffee go together? <laughs> Just a theory. I mean, obviously, it's just it's a, a terrible theory. theory, Chris. Yeah, that doesn't make any tip. sense. It's a good tip for young people, though. I think you could have had it in a, in a uh, advice for young people because, <laughs> I mean, take a thermos everywhere you go and get a little. Just take whenever you go to a dinner party, you can grab. You don't necessarily have to have it in your coffee or tea, but you just take a little bit of alcohol with you. It's a good tip. It's a life hack. <laughs> <laughs> You're becoming my uncle Henry. <laughs> Like what I've been doing all episode, mm. I got this song just stuck in my head for years. And it wasn't a song. It was just the opening line of a song. I was in this band called the Angfan Quartet and I would turn up to rehearsals and I would just sing the opening line of this song like a tick. Like I didn't even know I was doing it. It was really just pleasurable for me and I just sing it annoyingly mm. all the time and my bandmates uh, oh god they hated it um, because they had to listen to it all the time what happened was eventually to save my sanity and theirs I had to finish the song so what you'll hear now is the final completed version of the song and from a joy point of view the little songs that you sing in your head every day or the songs that you make up as you go along sometimes they stay with you. And this was a song that I wrote oh, 20 years ago. And uh, I can still remember it. And I'm going to sing it. And it goes like this. There's a small kind of woo in my woo-woo. Wooing around all the day. Saying woohoo and wahey. There's a small kind of woo in my woo-woo Wooing around That is the sound that we make When we all go woo-hoo There's a small kind of woo in my woo-woo Wooing around all the day Saying woohoo and wahey. There's a small kind of woo in my woo-woo. Wooing around. That is the sound that we make when we all go woo. That we make. 
when we all go Do you know what I hope? I hope that we've brought you some joy Mm-mm. by talking about our joy. Uh, and if not, oh well, money back, I guess. Fuck it. Suffer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In Thank your you. jocks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Theatre of the World. The way to keep the podcast going and keep us all vaguely interested in doing it is hit iTunes and give us a five-star review or just tell your friends about us. You can uh, link to us on Twitter. We are T-O-T-W Podcast or on Facebook. And if you like songs, gosh, we sound a lot today. Um, if you want to hear proper polished songs, Man Bites God have a number of albums for sale on iTunes. Just look for Man Bites God. Uh, until the next episode, until the next time we exude joy in into your stereophonic machine. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. So there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <Yeah>. Suffer. <laughs> Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Deinen Zauber binden wieder, was dem Modestrügel fight. Strudel fight. I was in a strudel fight. This is Man Bites God. This is...